Welcome to the Perennial Podcast, where we reflect on wisdom from modern life, from ancient philosophy, and spiritual traditions. Each episode is based on timeless principles and practices designed to help you live your highest good. To learn more, visit perennialleader.com. Today I'm sharing a short reflection on what is known as the cardinal virtues of courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom. Each of us encounters the perennial choice between virtue and vice. Long ago, this was true in the myth of Hercules and is still true today. Plato identified the four cardinal virtues with the character of a good city, as described in the Republic. According to Plato, clearly then it will be wise, brave, temperate, and just. The cardinal virtues are four near-universal principles adopted by Christianity in the writings of Thomas Aquinas and most of Western philosophy, most notably the Stoics. For some, the idea of virtue can feel outdated or old-fashioned. Virtue, or erite in Latin, simply means excellence or moral virtue. The English word cardinal comes from the Latin word cardo, which means hinge. So the idea of excellence connects with living up to one's full potential or the highest good. Let's begin with the virtue of courage. The philosopher Aristotle observed, Our aim is not to know what courage is, but to be courageous. Not to know what justice is, but to be just. So, when thinking of virtue, we must think in terms of action. As Seneca stressed in a letter to Lucilius, See your philosophy as action. It consists not in words, but action. The Athenian historian Thucydides called self-control the chief element in self-respect, and self-respect the principal element in courage. As we'll see, these four virtues interconnect with one another constantly. Next, we have the virtue of temperance. You can think of temperance as moderation or simply self-control. The Stoic philosopher Musonius Rufus suggested, if we were to measure what is good by how much pleasure it brings, nothing would be better than self-control. Connected to the idea of moderation, Aristotle taught what he called the golden mean. Every ethical virtue is an intermediate between two other states. Virtue is the golden mean between two vices, the one of excess and the other of deficiency. Therefore, courage lies between the coward, who flees every danger and experiences excessive fear, and the rash person, who judges every danger worth facing and experiences little to no fear. 
The virtue of temperance is described as a battle within ourselves. The enemy is within the gates, stressed Cicero. It is our own folly that we have to contend. And when we do so, we have the chance to choose the path of justice. The virtue of justice can be described in modern terms as fairness and kindness. The prudent person does themselves good. The virtuous person does good to others, observe Voltaire. In my interview with Donald Robertson, author of numerous books on Marcus Aurelius, he explained that I find it mind-boggling that anyone could read Marcus Aurelius and not notice that on virtually every page of the Meditations, he goes on and on obsessively about natural affection, brotherly love, cosmopolitan ethics, social virtue, and so on. The act of kindness is valued across cultures and traditions. The novelist Henry James put it this way, Three things in human life are important. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third is to be kind. But despite the universal agreement on the importance of kindness and fairness, it's challenging to put into practice consistently. And lastly, we have the virtue of wisdom. Wisdom could be put simply as knowing what is good, knowing what is bad, and what is indifferent. My interview with Stephen Nadler, author of Think Least of Death, revealed this point. It's not a matter of being well-educated or well-read. If you go way back, I mean way, way back to the point of where Homer's events were taking place in the Iliad and the Odyssey, the notion of being wise had a very narrow meaning. It meant you had a particular skill, so one character in Homer's Iliad is wise in the art of archery because he's an excellent archer. It came to Socrates to transform our understanding of wisdom. It's not just a matter of having a skill or technical know-how. And it's not just a matter of being smart, knowing facts, or having a long life of experience. It's primarily knowing something about yourself. To the question of when someone should begin to search for wisdom, the philosopher Epicurus advised, let no one be slow to seek wisdom when they are young, nor weary in search of it when they have grown old. Similarly, a famous Chinese proverb says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Here are some final thoughts on the cardinal virtues. In the classic After Virtue, Alistair McIntyre writes, The exercise of virtue is a crucial component of the good life. However, the good life is not just about ourselves. 
Seeking the very best in ourselves means actively caring for the welfare of other human beings. To conclude, Marcus Aurelius wrote the following to himself in Meditations. If you discover in human life something better than justice, truth, self-control, courage, in short, something better than the self-sufficiency of your own mind, which keeps you acting in accord with true reason and accepts your inheritance of fate and all outside your choice, if, as I say, you can see something better than this, then turn to it with all your heart and enjoy this prime good you have found. Thank you for listening. I hope you found something useful. If you're interested in learning more, every Monday we share a short reflection with three timeless ideas to help you start your week with wisdom. You can subscribe at perennialleader.com. Until next time, be wise and be well.